right, and welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and uh, joining me this evening for the second time, Miss Sherry Voluntary. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how wonderful you're going to be once we start talking about cops, but... Uh, <laughs> I know. I, my blood pressure always gets way, way up. I'm, I'm going to die in my, like, in mid-rant someday about <laughs> cops. Maybe then the media will follow that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a local podcast host, kills over dead. Right, we don't know why. We don't know why, but she right. did. we're not. <laughs> we're not going to go into the reasons why she killed over dead. It's going to be uh, one of those uh, Monty Python ask just little look deadpan at the camera and just fall over to the side. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we can have a little animated foot come and like smash you, and I'll just oh, say cops on it now. <laughs> you know, those were part of my favorite. Uh, part of the Monty Python's Flying Circus. Like, I loved the animations. Um, I'm into art and everything, and I just thought they were so unique and good and weird, and I just loved them. Yeah, especially when um, when uh, Terry Gilliam would add, like, old uh, like old photographs or old Renaissance paintings. Yeah. And would mix them in there. It was like, this is so bizarre, but we... You know, growing up as a kid, you know, we got those like secondhand because they came on uh, PBS every right. now and then. And then I, they didn't I, show a lot of them. Yeah, but. I used to watch them on MP- MTV. Remember when MTV had them? I do. I do. I also remember when MTV actually had music videos. <sighs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. I, I remember like the first time. Let's see, what was one of the shows? They had that Joe's Apartment or something show about the guy living with the cockroaches. Is that Joe's yeah, Apartment? Yeah, Joe's Apartment with Jerry O'Connell, and then they later made it into a movie, right. which was terrible. I never uh, the show was kind of terrible. I never watched it. And then they had like a Colin Quinn game show, and the When Ben Stein's Money, wasn't that on MTV too? When Ben Stein's Money was on Comedy Central. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I remember the that Colin was back Quinn in, show. Back in- yeah, that was remote control. Remote control, yes. And so yes. so you could, like, that was the first, like, sort of indication that they were going to start doing more and more shows as those got popular. And, yeah, um, there was only so much uh, Ricky Rackman that we could take. And uh, <laughs> Matt Matt Pinfield uh, uh, sitting on the jock of Limp Biscuit <laughs> back in the day. I don't it was remember like, Oh, yeah. That was like uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Matt okay. Pinfield was like all up on Limp Biscuits' jock, and we're all ah. like, this is not metal music, Matt. What are you doing? Right. I used to love Headbangers Ball with Kurt Loder. Was it Kurt, Kurt Loder? No, that was the guy that did the no. news. No. Yeah. Kurt Loder did MTV News, also a libertarian, by the way. Oh, really? He was the one who converted Kennedy. Oh, really? Now, see, mm-hmm. I remember watching Kennedy on MTV. And I remember Kurt Loder. And who, but who was the guy that did the Headbangers Ball? The tall, thin, blonde guy. Do you remember his name? Uh, I loved, I loved that show. I loved Headbangers Ball because then you, you got know, all metal. <laughs> now that I think about it, now I think that guy's on like the No Agenda radio. Really? I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. Still around. I bet, I bet Google knows. Yeah, we all, <laughs> we, all we carry around this uh, oracle of all human knowledge in our pockets. <laughs> We, okay. We, sometimes we'll stand there looking at each other. It was like, mm, you know, would it be? Uh, remember that guy who was in that thing? It was like, hey, we could just we could check the Oracle. Right. I'm not it's recognizing awesome. any of these guys. Kevin Seal, Adam Curry, Adam Curry, Adam Curry. Curry. That Adam Curry's it. on No Agenda. Yeah. Ricky. Yeah, Rack- he had the yeah he had the blonde Bon Jovi hair. 
Yes, yes, yeah. and like a leather pants. Yes. Uh, I, I used to love that, like watching him on Saturday night or whenever it was, Headbangers Ball. <laughs> Getting creeped out by some of the videos, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did uh, Headbangers Ball, and then Ricky Rackman took it over. And he was he was kind of cool, but he was like a little short guy. Um, yeah, and then they, they got rid of it, and then they tried this stupid show called Super Rock, which was terrible. <laughs> Super, super rock. <laughs> it sounds super like rock. sounds like something that they would, the police would bring into the schools or some kind of PSA, you know, <laughs> that tries to get kids to do right. But you know, it just like the Dare program. They just yeah. go do all the drugs they learn about in Dare. So yeah, yeah. Hey kids, <laughs> do you notice how I drove up today in a Z twenty eight? My kids are are Canadian citizens, and up there they say Z twenty eight. It's so gay, like. Yeah, that's that's the whole British thing. That's uh, yeah, they don't say Z, they say Z, and you know, Canadians yeah. do too. And schedule, schedule. schedule. I, I have to check my schedule. Stop it! You don't. Yes, You're thousands away, away thousands of miles away from the Queen. You don't have to speak her English. Right. <laughs> she don't. herself is German. She's not even English. Yeah, English. no kidding. All that weird mess, isn't it? I they they love the Queen up there. I. At least my my former sister in law uh, did, and um, I don't get it. You know, I don't. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, one half of the country speaks the Queen's English, the other half speaks French for some ungodly reason. They speak. They speak Quebecois. They yes. Tell a French not, person they speak quite. French, they'll get mad at you. It's like yeah. my my Spanish teacher in high school was always like, um, uh, "This is the Mexican book." Like he was so racist, and. Uh, <laughs> He would say things that were racist against men. The Mexicans are the trash. Like now, today he'd be fired. Like this was 1994. He was just like threw the book across the room. This is the, the Mexican books. The Mexicans are the trash. They speak the no Spanish. And he was Mr. Silva. Mr. Yeah. Silva. Mr. Silva. That, was, that's a that's a Spanish name though. Yes, and I mean he was Spanish, but he was. Spain, Spanish, oh, Mexican, and so he saw Mexicans as like half breeds, you know. And I mean, he yeah. was super racist. Like they're they're kind of some some. <laughs> I've met a lot of Spanish people in my life, and I'm not yeah. saying all Spanish people are racist, but they don't like Mexicans for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, really goofy when you go to Mexico and you see everybody who's in charge. You mm-hmm. know, they're almost as white as you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I had and a the, friend. And like the people in the streets, they're like half Indian anyway. So it's uh, they're teeny. They're very dark. Yeah. They're like teeny little people. And um, I I had a friend, uh, Juan Valadez. Like, one, like you know, we always tease You, you had a friend, Juan Valdez? Did he write a. Valadez. He had the Valadez. extra. Uh, I know. We always used to tease him, though, about having a donkey and stuff like this. But he, he looks like, like totally like a white guy. And uh, he grew up in Mexico. And he he was a roofer and a contractor, and so because he because of course he was right, right, of course. But so he would he would come like say he would go into Home Depot or whatever to get his supplies for the day, and he said uh, a lot of times they would say something about the gringo, and then he would start speaking to them in Spanish, and they would just like <laughs> be so shocked and like embarrassed about the stuff they were saying about. Him. <laughs> now it, it gets really funny because uh, I grew up partially in uh, South Houston, so you had to learn Spanish real quick. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you heard phrases like "chingada tu madre," which means "go fuck your mother." Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always had to look out for when they were uh, talking bad about your mama. Yeah, uh, well, anybody so, who talks bad about your mama—that's fighting words. <laughs> I'm a quarter Sicilian. That's that's you know you've just asked for death at that point. So <laughs> you do the 
the thing, like whatever that is. Hmm. Oh yes, the the scoff where you just flick your uh, fingers off the bottom of your uh, chin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. had another friend named um, Domenico Firmente, and he was from Northern Italy, and those aren't real Italians. Well, <laughs> he had he would talk about like, or maybe he was from Rome. I forget where he's from, but he um. He didn't like Sicilians, of course. They no, sort of nobody in Italy does. That's why we call ourselves Sicilians. <laughs> it's like a completely separate thing. <laughs> right? Yeah, they don't like them. And uh, but he was telling me like he would say, you know, you go to Rome and you get you get molested. Like he would always tell me that, like you get molested. <laughs> so I've kind of had this like little bit of a fear because I've heard like other friends I've had that gone like if you're a woman alone. You, it's, yes, it's, you will be uh, catcalled. <laughs> you know, New York catcalling has nothing on right uh, on Italians in the in their home element. <laughs> However, will I survive? Yeah, I I hear it's quite aggressive though. Like I I like it. Like when if I'm walking down the street and a guy's like, yeah, baby, or whatever, I'm like, hey, you know, put a little more swish in it or something. But <laughs> I don't know if you know, like them actually touching me and stuff, I would be happy with. So. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of a misconception. I mean, they'll they'll catcall and they may get like within a foot, but a lot of times they'll be very respectful. They're not going to reach out and grab you or anything. Well, I, I mean, if you, you know, kind of ignore them, then you might get like a little tug on the wrist to get you to turn around so you can face them. But yeah, they're not going to like paw at you. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm an American. I I like personal space. My friend Jay Shree was from India. I had a lot of international friends apparently. Um, <laughs> She would always like step really close to speak to me, steady, yeah. and she would tell me something, and then I'd step back, and and she'd keep following. I'm like, Jay Shree, in America, <laughs> we like to have like an arm's length at least. You have to like step back. Yeah, at least three feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very close talkers. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people from South America are also very close talkers too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Houston, we had one kid that everyone called him Mexican, but I mean, he was Argentinian. And and they're kind of close talkers. They they like to get up into your face, and they almost whisper. And it's like, come on, guys, just back it off a little bit. Talk to me in a normal tone of voice. Don't yeah. stop making love to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make, make. I mean, that's when I want you to be close. But before that, you know, my sister is like super loud, and so if she gets super close to you, your eardrums will die. Like that's. <laughs> Maybe that's why Americans like their distance is because we're so loud generally <laughs> compared to a lot of people. What, what's your comfort zone? Uh, I don't know. A quarter mile down that way. Just <laughs> yell at me. Just don't over get near yonder. me. Over <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not down in the south. Over yonder. Over yonder. Yeah. I was over yonder a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> was that when we were texting on the way home and you were like, uh... It's it's still at seven or eight, right? I was like, yeah, yeah. I know it was a it was a wild day. I had my daughter has this like severe stomach pains where she can't stand or bend, and like she screams, she'll be like, "Ow!" every time she goes to sit down or stand up. So I had to take her to the doctor, and they're like, "I don't know, it's not appendicitis, so let's just play it out." <laughs> okay. Oh man. Oh, that that just uh, flooded back some memories. When I was uh, 12, I had a doctor who didn't believe I had appendicitis, and it turned out, yeah, I sure did. <laughs> oh, oh, it was oh. like, well, I, I've got a girl in the other room. She won't even let me touch her. I was like, well, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely some pain going on here, and I'm starting to hallucinate because <laughs> yeah. of how bad it is. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Bodies are weird things. My my eight year old is five feet tall too, by the way. 
And wow. I just, I'm so floored by this. I'm going to share it with you and the world here that she's five feet tall because they just did it today. And, and she's in the 99th percentile for height. Like they've got the chart and the yeah. chart goes up like this and her little click goes bloop, bloop, bloop. Like straight up. <laughs> Pretty funny. But my, my son is, you know, six, five. So she's going to be tall. Yeah. Yeah. That usually happens. Yeah, and then sometimes you get the kids that, uh, you know, mom and dad are, like, really, really short, and they're just going to be short, too. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah just look what you came from. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, my, my son had a friend um, who I think his mother was um, El Salvador. They're from El Salvador, and his father yeah, was some tall. white guy, but he wasn't really tall. And he was um, a little pale-skinned, redheaded kid, super cute, but he was teeny 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 and Ronan my son is super tall so even at that age he looked like my Ronan was probably like 11 or 12 but he looked like a teenager he was so tall and then he looked like he was playing with like this little six-year-old all the time they were such a funny pair yeah well you know what they say opposites attract sometimes (laughs) (laughs) all right so we're going to dish on some cops and uh, I think you had some stories and I I think I had a couple of them myself so Uh, oh Uh, I didn't actually pull anything up, but I, you know, I can go from memory a little bit. (laughs) I bet you can. Cops are sort of my thing. You know, I, I think it's because I have such a strong sense of justice and I can't stand when people in power abuse that, that like, Oh yeah. I, I, I've always sort of been like that. So I, that really, really makes me angry. And, and so when you have cops, you have the arm of the state behind them, acquitting them. So that, that really, it teased me off in a very special way. (laughs) And, oh, 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 we just had the new law passed in Tennessee uh, where all of your phones have to be like hands-free devices. You can't touch your phone in the car now. (laughs) Oh, is that why you posted that old picture of the guy who baked the uh, the iPhone cookies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's new here. It's new for Tennessee, and yeah. um, you know, I, I, I don't even know what every particular of the law is because I plan on doing what I always do, and that is I'm going to put on my high lung music in the car <laughs> and hit play. Whether you like it or not, because it's going to be, you know, I usually I'm usually stopped at a red light or something. I'm not an idiot, right? I'm not like tech. Yeah driving but it's in the thing i hit you know youtube i i get it ready so um now, but police are exempt from that of course oh yeah of course God forbid they have to pull over to make an emergency call um also utility workers i think a lot of state workers are just exempt from it so <laughs> well we've got to have our laptops out on our while we're out on patrol <laughs> I, you know i saw one day i recently um I yelled at a cop and I was kind of like almost flipping him off. I think not quite like I, I was, I was, you just, can flip off a cop. It's uh, I, that's free speech. So this is Tennessee though, buddy. <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, oh yeah. I know. I'm in uh, deepest, darkest Louisiana. I yes, definitely know. True. And so, so you can, you can flip them off and you yeah. can also get shot. So, and, and the people, your neighbors be like, well, she shouldn't have been doing that. You got to respect the authority. So, yeah, I yeah, I was so mad. But he was on his, his computer and on his phone. Yeah. Like, like, do you really, you need both of those things? Like, that's it's a necessity. You have to be driving while you do that. You can't pull over. He didn't have his lights on or anything. He wasn't going fast. 
we had been stopped at a red light. So he, he had plenty of time to pull over. Um, so it, it just makes me angry. If it were about safety, that's the, it's always the, Oh yeah. 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 The reasoning is it's, it's about safety. And if it were about safety, then cops wouldn't be exempt from it either. They also wouldn't be, you know, involved in high speed chases, things like that. Oak Ridge police department, 20 minutes down the road, they are involved in more high-speed chases than any police department I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. Yeah. Every week, there's like one or two of them. Yeah, as far as I know, there's no department that actually allows for a high-speed chase. Because it's all like against their – because it talks about how much of a danger it is to the public. It's like get a description of the driver, get the description of the vehicle. We'll find it later. Yeah. yeah. And you would imagine that a lot of people, if someone's driving like an ass on the road, they're probably calling the cops anyways and taking down the number. Like, yeah, there's no reason for that. And and especially White County here in Tennessee, a couple counties over from me, um, a year a year or a year or two ago, uh, murdered a man, <laughs> taking them on a slow speed chase. And the 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 sheriff, Sheriff Odie Shoup, the piece of I don't want to call him human. He's some he's a, he's human a, garbage. He's a piece of shoop. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a piece of shoop. Um, he he has other issues as well on him, but this time he told, they were, the, they were telling him he wasn't at the scene. He was trying to get to the scene. And they're like, we're going to ram him off the road because he was only going like 40 miles an hour or something like that, 50 miles an hour. Yeah. And um, they're like, don't mess up my police car. Shoot the son of a bitch and stuff like that. And they murdered this man over... I think it was an expired license or expired tags or something. And he was afraid mm. of the cops. And that's why he didn't want to stop. And so, um, you know, with that kind of thing, and of course, none of them are lost their job. None of them are in trouble. But Miss Sherry, if, yeah. if you're in fear of our life from a cop, we can shoot the cop, right? Uh, you can. Um, <laughs> but I was in fear of my life. I get to use their defense, right? Right, of course. Yes, I was a feared for my life. That's all they have to say. And then they can rape as many seven-year-olds as they want. Or uh, the latest one, watch a young man drown who's handcuffed. That, yeah. What, how kind of, what kind of sick do you have to be? And, and you know what? I, as much shit as I give cops, that deservedly so, I think. Yes. I think the normies who make excuses for them are, are worse. They're worse because... If you have, if you're not a cop and you're not the family of a cop and you're I, like, I can understand them making excuses for them. I still think they're wrong, but that, you yeah. know, it's understandable. But if you're just some Bubba sitting on your you know front porch and commenting on how he should have just listened, he was running away. So he deserved to get shot in the back. Yeah. Like that is more vile even because you are allowing, if, if public opinion were against police abuse there would be a lot less of it because oh, yeah. they would have to control themselves. At this point, they don't even have to control themselves. It's like a long time ago when men would beat their wives and then the police would come out and he'd say, well, you know, just don't hit her too hard, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and go on, you know, or tell the wife to go back to her husband and all the stuff where they, they just, you know, left women in these terrible situations. Um, it's sort of the same thing. It's, it's the, the violence that we will put up with if, because we put up with it, they keep getting allowed to do it. So I think we should at least have some pushback on it. Yeah. It's kind of like that meme where they showed, uh, Jesus on the cross and then they had like the little foot there with the MAGA hat that said, well, he ought to just follow the law. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that, um, is the same one. And it's, it's, uh, 
Jesus and the Ro- he's on the cross and it's the Roman guards and he looks down and he says centurion and the centurion's like yes and then he's thank you for your service. <laughs> just, yeah, I, that's it's amazing to me and it's it's oh we could go on about uh, Christostatism too, but oh good lord yeah that's, yeah <laughs> yeah cue the SpongeBob meme it's like we didn't see the whole video <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It gets a, especially down here in Louisiana, there is a reverence for police officers almost. And um, yeah, so when I, you know, when I drive past, I do actually flip them off in my window. And I've, I've seen a couple of the sheriff's deputies look over and kind of go, you know, right. kind of make a look. But they know they can't really do anything because it's protected speech. But yeah. And in Louisiana, they have so much else to be concerned about, like especially in New Orleans. I mean, it's oh, I've, I've heard yeah. for years how corrupt. Louisiana government is, I mean, it all is corrupt. Tennessee is terrible too. It's the, the Republicans have a stranglehold on the government here and, um, it's super corrupt, of course. Uh, but, um, in Louisiana, I was in New Orleans, uh, a year or two ago for the national LP convention when I was involved with that shit show. Wait a second. You were at the, you were at the uh, convention. I was at the parties beforehand. Oh, I, you I see, I was at the convention too. We should have, yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't think we, did we know each other then? I don't think we I don't, I don't think so. Probably not. I, I, I went, wasn't known by too many people back then, so. Yeah. I, I went um, for a couple hours. I went and just kind of talked to some people but on the first day, and then I Oh, okay. I left. Got out of there very quickly. Yeah, I just went to the parties. I, I like to party, you know. So anyways, I smoked weed on the street in front of a cop in New Orleans. like. <laughs> 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 They yeah, got but, so much else to do. They're yeah, they, they're really just looking for people trying to rip off uh, tourists. Yeah. <laughs> That's they pretty probably, much what their uh, their focus is. Yeah, they would probably rather everybody smoke weed because then there it's going to be a lot less violent night, probably. <laughs> like, but I, I it like freaked me out at first because we're standing there with another another podcaster that you may know and someone else I know you know um, on the street <laughs> and we're you know passing this joint around and. Um, I look over and I'm like, oh my God, there's a cop. And he's like looking right at us. And I'm like, yeah. uh, don't freeze because then you'll know you're doing something wrong. And I realized yeah. he just doesn't give a shit. He does yeah. not care one whit. So yeah, he was probably just making sure the homeless people weren't getting too close to the tourists. <laughs> right. Yeah. God forbid it affect tourist tourism, touristism. Uh, so yeah, but I love New Orleans. That's my kind of city, man. I'm like where people are dancing in the street. Like that was, that was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And the food yeah. was Amazing. So. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, I, I think everyone should come down and visit New Orleans because it's like seeing a European city in the middle of uh, the United States. Yeah. A uh, swamp. In a swamp, too. Yes. <laughs> Definitely down in the swamp. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's kind of fun. It's a, only about an hour away from me. So I get to drive like through the woods and then all of a sudden there's a city there. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I was, I, have- I was down there and um, the last night, one guy from South Carolina came over and like handed me a vape and I was like, Oh, I never tried a vape pen before. Let me try this. Mm-hmm. And I'd like take a big old draw off of it. And by the halfway through it, and he's like already trying to mouth the words. Not so much. No. <laughs> and I, I look, I stop and look at him. I was like, that was a shitload of pot. Wasn't it? And he was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're totally going to be gone here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even take that long. Like I, that happened to me actually just a week or so ago. I was at the Midwest peace and Liberty fest and yeah. um, of course all law abiding citizens there. And uh, <laughs> uh, someone, uh, kind of a, 
a well-known anarchist, which you should never, like, if you're a lightweight, do not smoke an anarchist's weed, okay? An anarchist weed head has the strongest stuff you will ever experience in your yeah. life. So Yeah, it's like going anarch- to the buffet table with uh, Joey Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Come on, dog. <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna get high. You're gonna get way too high. And and so he hands me uh his little Yeah, vape. you'll probably be blazed just sitting there. Yeah, I mean it was not having to do anything. Course, so I wasn't really in a contact high. And I'd been doing good. You know, I had a couple drinks. I'm a lightweight, so I have to pace myself. So starting earlier in the night, I had a couple drinks, couple, you know, a little bit of weed, not much, because I'm a lightweight and I know it. Yeah. And then I'm feeling like pretty clear again. And um he hands it to me and it's a little cartridge. And he says, like, I have a, I have a vape pen. And, um, but it's not real strong. Like, this is like dabs or something that are oils or whatever in there. And, but the, he, oh. he doesn't say it, but the guy with him goes, you got to draw on it real hard. And so I did. Famous and then, last like, words. <laughs> in, I'm not even finished. It's not on my mouth. And like this plume of, you know, electric smoke comes out. And then I just have to sit down. And I had to be helped home, like back to my tent, because I was. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I was, I was done for the rest of the night. I'm like, I'm so high that. It's like I'm gonna go lay down and take a nap. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was too. I'm sitting there going, I need to get back to my tent, but I'm gonna. <laughs> if I stand up, I'm gonna fall over. Like I am not. There's no way I can walk that whole way by myself. I know it. So I'm have to uh, crawl. Yeah, they're really wonderful there. I I loved the people there. The organizers there um, did a great job. And uh, one of the ladies, um, she, they kind of watch over the people, which I thought was really awesome. And yeah. so, especially as <laughs> first timers. And so she she sees and she just comes over and sits by me. And then she's talking to me for a minute. She's like, do you need help home? I'm like, yes. I need help. I think that's what I said, but I know I nodded like this. <laughs> I'm not even sure what planet I'm on, man. Right. Yeah, it was, it's like, it, you know, you're bad. It's bad when you're like sitting there thinking, oh, I'm way too high. Like you don't even enjoy it then. So, <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just recently we did uh, Childerberg over here in, uh, in Texas. Childerberg. That sounds awesome. I've never heard of that. Oh, you haven't you haven't heard of our uh, little cult? I, I mean, um, uh, South <laughs> Libertarianism. Of, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did that at Lake Buchanan in Texas, and uh, as far as I know, nobody had any uh, interesting vape pens. Uh, we we did drink a lot of alcohol in Lacroix, though. So oh, I love me some Lacroix. Um, did 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 uh, is that the one where y'all go tubing? Uh. There was some kayaks. It was like a, a lake that was made out of an old quarry. So walking into it, you had to have like foot protection on because there's rocks everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I remember some anarchists getting together to do this big tubing thing. I was in, I always, I get invited to like these awesome parties everywhere, but they're like, so people have to support my show so I can go to these parties. <laughs> I yeah, would love exactly. to go to these things, but um, that I get invited to, but I just can't. So. Yeah, I would love to make it up to Porkfest, but from what I hear, it's kind of a it's kind of a slog to get there because you got to fly into Boston. And you have and, to drive, after and then you, you have to drive back. after you fly. So. Yeah, and Roger Paxton is great. Um, I love that guy, and he's always telling me, "Come up to Porkfest. You got to come to Porkfest." You know, and he's he's offered two years now for me to do my show up there, which I would love yeah. to do. But you know, seventeen hours is a long way to drive. 
Um, or fly into Boston and then drive to because and there's no rental there's no rental place out there I don't think where you can drop your car maybe there is yeah. now from what I understood before a couple of years ago when I was trying to go um, there's not a place where you can drive and drop off a rental so either you have to rent it for the whole week yeah taxi, like hitch a ride or take a taxi yeah which yeah yeah it's it's gonna be expensive so that was the uh, the main thought behind doing Childerberg was so that we could have something in the South that was sort of easy to get to. I mean, it was about an hour away from Austin, Texas. And so next year we're actually planning it to go inside with the uh, national convention and we're going to have a bus go back and forth. Nice. (laughs) I might actually go, I'm, you know, I'm not really in the party anymore. Um, I still have a lot of friends in there. I think there's a lot of good libertarians in the party. Yeah. Um, There's at least 5% awesome libertarians and the libertarian like all the way libertarians yeah libertarian uh, party i think i don't I'll know i'll have to count myself in that five percent i'm still i'm yeah. still involved you know so but it's um it, it's one of those things where every day you see something new and especially after that you know silence is consent thing that went out on twitter and i'm like going who the fuck oh, is in charge God. of social media <laughs> we don't yeah. need to do that so our state party louisiana we went did another one like right after that said no your silence is not consent right uh as for you all you ladies out there who uh when you're in the midst of a violent rape you stop resisting because you're worried they're going to hurt you more your silence was consent like yes. those jackasses i like that's the bill thing. cosby thanks you for your service right exactly <laughs> i i have to remind myself sometimes that the party leadership supposedly is not representative of the entire party and yeah. you know, but this is what, what the mainstream sees and yeah. they're trying to make us non-voting libertarians feel guilty because that's always a good way to come at people is to <laughs> guilt them into it. Yeah. Um, guilt trip them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I got what they were trying to do and um, you know, that's the first thing I thought was, Oh, silence is consent. eh? like, <laughs> so so if I'm silent, oh, yeah. the I'm Bill Cosby uh, reactions to all those were just hilarious. Yes, I love those memes. They were really good. And then the the whole um, you know saying that Ron Paul was a a Russian. Oh sponsor. God! Yes. Like okay, let's let's come to Jesus for a second. All right, if we may. I know this is not about cops. If you want to get back to cops, just tell me to shut up and go on to. But I, I need to say this. No, we can dish real quick. Okay, so. I know there are people who who worship Ron Paul as if he's some kind of libertarian god, and and I yes. get that's annoying, right? I get yep. it, um, but I don't care whether like so many people they talk about him as if he didn't matter or as if he was worthless because he ran as a Republican. Everyone under the sun knows the man's a libertarian, knows he yeah. was a libertarian. He brought more people to libertarianism in one fell swoop or two fell swoop than anybody ever did. So whether you like him personally or not, or agree with him personally or not, you cannot deny his impact. And some of those measly, mealy mouth weasels, uh, (laughs) want, hate him so bad that they're willing to try and destroy something, his, his legacy and it can't be. All you do is come off looking like an ass. Like, that's yeah. really the case. If you have honest critiques of him, that's one thing. Yeah. But when you're just walking around calling him a racist all the time because of a couple newsletters that came out that who even knows if he wrote them. Um, yeah. 
And and as a matter of fact, also Jeffrey Tucker was on that staff. And anybody who thinks Jeffrey Tucker isn't a racist is just out of their friggin' minds. So, um, you know, there it's just it's just so it's intellectually dishonest, and I can't stand it. There are plenty of people I don't like. There is a certain person that yeah. I don't care for who is a, a quite well-known libertarian who ran for governor of the certain state that I I really don't like this guy very much. But I'm not gonna badmouth the fact that he has brought a lot of people to libertarianism. Yeah, um, in fact, so, when you ask most people how they even came to know it, Ron Paul is usually the name they're going to say. And right. they're either going to say 2008 or 2012. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I think, don't you have better things to do with your time yeah. than to and keep especially citing an article that even... had no real evidence one way or the other. It's right. like, well, we all know who... It's like, right. why are you even drudge all this stuff up yeah. because they, they really are they're swinging at the fences like swinging at windmills you know like some don quixote or something um it's 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 sad to see because i think they're it's a jealousy issue a jealous of the legacy or they want to make their own stamp yeah. so bad because they're not harry brown they'll never be harry brown no harry nobody brown. can ever be harry brown but harry I brown mean, so. Exactly. There, I mean, there, there could be as far as principle, but the man was a brilliant communicator, and everybody after him has been, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, meh. I mean, there's a certain president of the LP right now that I don't like very much, but he's a good communicator. I'll say that when he's saying things. Well, oh, he knows how to run a meeting. <laughs> right, he knows how to run a meeting. Yeah, like don't uh, even get me started. <laughs> this is what it's become, you know, and yeah. so. I'm all about using the Libertarian Party as a platform for education. Yes. But yes. I honestly think if you think, like, I'm not, I get the strategy, right? I don't hate people that think they can change it from the inside. You can do some good things by being involved in politics. I'm not going to say it's all bad. You yeah. are, however, involved in the political system, which gives the political system power. So you got to know and understand that. Um, yep. I choose not to do that. That doesn't make me more virtuous or whatever, but it's something nope. I can't live with. Um, but if, you know, I, I tried it, but if you can do that and you want to do it, that's fine. Run as a Republican. Do that. If you actually, I, I mean, people, yeah, if you want to win, you know. this. but if you actually, exactly. If the goal, what is your goal? Is your goal to teach libertarianism? Then use the libertarian party to do that and teach actual libertarianism and stop. Yes. Can I cuss on your show? I didn't ask you that. I forget. Uh, I don't see the FCC anywhere okay. around me or okay. you. Well, so. I didn't, you know, some people want to keep it more family. For, I get that. because So know, if you want to say, fuck the motherfuckers, then you can go ahead and say, okay. fuck the motherfuckers. Oh, fuck the motherfuckers. <laughs> but, but like... Miss Sherry, you can also say cunt. Oh, that's my favorite. I love that. I, I, some lady got so mad at me one day for calling Tony Lauren a cunt. I'm like, but she's a cunt. What do you want? Like, she is. She's a cuntish cunt. Disrespectful to women. No, that's disrespectful to Tommy, Tommy cunty Lauren. Like that's who that's disrespectful to. Why would you be offended by that? I don't know. Anyways. So, so you have to but look she's at She's blonde point. and pretty. Yeah. Uh, and she says things about, she owns the liberals or something. I don't know. The, yeah. She's an idiot. But anyways, um, so you have to know your priorities. If your priority is to win and change politics from from within, hello, Glenn Jacobs is my mayor. Yeah. He's doing it, right? He's yeah. he's 
He's working on his political career. He's awesome. I love the guy. Um, But he ran as a Republican because he actually wants to win and make a difference. And he thinks he can do that. So more power. And he was teaching some of the philosophy while he was doing it. And he won. So what does that tell you? Exactly. And he, being a celebrity that he was beforehand, he has a platform that not many people have. So do you, uh, that's your first priority. Is it to change politics um, from within and get more liberty? Right. You know, I, I'm not saying that's an achievable goal. I'm saying that's what people think they can do. Um, and and some people have done some things to get stuff better. You know, my friends at the Tenth Amendment Center, Michael Bolden and Mike Meharry, yeah. amazing people. I there's there are a few people I respect more, and they're working through the political system in a way because they work with um, state legislatures and politicians yeah, trying to get stuff passed. Yeah, exactly. So so. And they're they're fighting the NSA doing that, so that's not a bad thing. Um, then uh, your other the other option is you want to teach libertarianism. You should do that in the call in the Libertarian Party, and you yeah. should be afraid and stop. It always when the Prags start talking about we can't say that. Don't say in the drug war. Don't say heroin should you know be like any other drug, and and they should all be legalized because then people won't vote for us. If it's about Getting part is like that's the third option. If it's about building, yeah, but there's a discussion to be had after we say decriminalize all the drugs, you know, exactly. But nobody feels comfortable with having that discussion afterwards, exactly. That's the thing, it's about you, it's about you being ashamed of libertarian values. And if you don't be ashamed, just wear it, you know, just own it. (laughs) Yeah, if you're a libertarian, if you're in the libertarian party and you don't think all drugs should be legalized, you don't understand libertarianism, nor do you understand freedom. So you really are in the wrong place or you need an education. Um, And so I'm not saying everybody should use drugs. I don't, do I think heroin is using? No, but that's, you yeah, going back to Ron Paul, he did that that famous thing. You know, yeah. if heroin was made legal tomorrow, would you try it? Most people said no. Duh. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but that's that's the thing. Like, there are those discussions to be had, and and being bold and unafraid and confident in what you're saying are important. And that's what Ron Paul did in saying those things. He was like the guy who told people the truth that they didn't want to hear. And I think. Yeah. Like Jordan Peterson, that's why he's had so much effect is because he tell he tells people what they don't want to hear, and that's you need responsibility in your life, and happiness is not the goal. Like yeah, you need be, to go make your bed, and that, that's where you can slay dragons later. Sort yourself out, eh? Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that was uh, the worst Jordan Peterson impression of all time. So just, <laughs> I'm gonna go on the record. That was not good. It's okay. I don't. I don't mind. I respect the man, but you know. <laughs> I can, I can ruin him. Uh, no, not really. Um, so though, I think those are the the priorities that people need to have. And if you're just a partisan who thinks that by virtue of it being called the libertarian party rather than the Republican or the Democrat party, and that this is the one you're going for, yeah. you don't understand what it's about. Yeah. It's not about winning. You're not going to look guys. Yeah. Winning look, is not a principle. <laughs> Yeah, Winnie's not a principal. And be who you are. I think if you look at at somebody like Ron Paul or Harry Brown, who were saying the things back in the 80s, hey, the drug war is terrible. It's causing these problems. And they've only gotten worse since then. But most people were yelling in their face and calling them insane. And yeah. now what's happening in this country? Most people go, you know what? You, I think you might be right about that. 
I think yeah. there's a there's a case to be made. They're seeing it. So it's it takes bravery to be a real patriot, to be somebody who really cares about the place they live in. It takes bravery to be one of the first to stand up and stand on principles. It's yeah. not easy, um, but you certainly do everyone a great service by trying to you don't gain anything by attacking Ron Paul. Like, let's just put, you don't gain anything by doing that. Yeah, you're just going to end up looking stupid. I mean, just in the long like, run. Yeah, it's, like, so. it's like attacking Paul Brown. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? The man was a real libertarian, and he said real <laughs> libertarian shit. And and uh, let's do that. Let's follow in their footsteps. Let's yeah. be, you know, out and proud libertarians and stop with this pragmatism about they won't vote for us. Because look, if they vote for you and you're not who you are and you do what you claim you want to do, which is get in power and actually do libertarian things, you're not going to do that, A, because you don't understand libertarianism. Um, and when you get in power, you're not going to do libertarian things. Or B, you're going to do those libertarian things and then you won't have power anymore to do yeah. any of those things. So either way, you lose. It's a stupid strategy. Yeah. See, I'm the I'm the elections chair for the uh, Louisiana State Party, and uh, so when they were talking about running candidates for our upcoming October elections, I was like, okay, great. Uh, I don't want paper candidates. I want educational candidates, ones who are going to get out there and talk to people. And uh, so that's uh, been a slog trying to find some of them. But yeah. but yeah, I I don't want you trying to win because at this point, you know. Uh, the highest vote got that we got in the last election was like 3,600 votes in one parish. So yeah, it's, it's you not going to happen. <laughs> when, when people like some of the leadership here, people I love, like these people are not evil. Um, no. some of the people putting forth this stuff are people that I actually love, uh, but they're dead wrong. And then we fight about it all the time. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> one of the things they kept saying was run as a Democrat or a Republican if you have to, but then flip. No, oh, yeah, that worked. I said, nobody, I would never, I don't vote. But when I did, if I ever voted for somebody who told me they were one thing and then got in office and yeah. had a change of heart, like everybody knows what that is. Uh, let's see, Laura Epke and yes. Brandon they, Finney. They all lost. They all lost. Yeah. Um, and so that's a terrible strategy. And that people think it would work was amazing to me. They thought they were so great. That they were going to, I'm not saying those two candidates in particular, but, but that people think that that, that strategy is that the candidate's going to get in there and be so great that the people are going to forgive that. That's bullshit. No. People remember being slighted more than they remember. Like, you don't remember the guy who held the door open for you a year ago uh, in, at the Walmart, but you yeah. remember the guy that yelled at you in traffic. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> so, yep. And we all got that image in the head of Miss Sherry walking by and flipping you off. <laughs> Me? No. <laughs> I really don't like, that's just not something that's natural to me, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Miss Sherry walked by and she called me a status bootlicker. Yeah. I, you I know. said hi. That was it. <laughs> uh, there's, there's lots of issues and, and I'm not saying... You know, I'm the perfect libertarian or anything, but well, no, think, you're you're not the perfect libertarian. I'm the perfect libertarian, right? right. <laughs> I I think I try to reserve status. It's either a joke when I say it, or for people who actually believe that the state is going to solve problems, like because somebody thinks you know Andrew they're Yang. they're going to change politics from within because you know whatever. I yeah. you what know, did Samuel Conkin say about changing politics from within? I don't know. You don't know? No, I don't know. 
I couldn't. Yeah. So when you're so when you're in the prison guard sent there by the police officer who is in politics trying to change it with from within uh, the guard who's going to take you to the electric chair, who is also trying to get into politics to change it from within. And you went on to this whole little thing. It was it was it was pretty good. Brilliant. I mean, that algorithm is an is an amazing thing. Yes, it is. Um, So I, I just want people to understand that the Libertarian Party is a vehicle. It is not, the thing itself is not what is virtuous. No. Principles are what matter. And being a partisan is not going to get you anywhere just for the sake of saying I'm in the LP because I don't like the Democrats and Republicans. Well, there's got to be more to it than that. You've got to understand it. And and look, we're not going to, the state itself is inherently bad. This is something that I'd really like to get out to most libertarians. You don't just plug in libertarians and then the state becomes good. That's not how it works. States are bad inherently. They collectivize your rights. They use force against you. That's what a state is. So decentralization is is really key bottom-up governance, not government, but governance of areas by the people that live there, whether they want some form of small government or not, will be determined by that area. Um, those are things that I think a lot of libertarians also don't understand that it's you're not going to have any libertarian government that no. can govern 326 million people either. It doesn't work on that scale because it it should be the individual up and nobody in Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, should be making a law or anything else for people in Portland, Oregon like that's. Those people should be doing their thing there, and we should be doing our thing here. That's what it's about. So, okay. So, uh, cue the uh, Bob Murphy as a zombie neo confederate. <laughs> hey, neo conservative. I know neo confederate. I I don't even consider myself a conservative. So, okay. Well, good. <laughs> yeah, I gave up that uh, that hot garbage a long time ago. So, yeah, I. I mean, I get like if you have if you're a libertarian, you can build conservatism on top of that. You can build liber you know liberalism in the newer sense on top of that. But yeah. it still should all come down to the libertarian foundation of look property this- rights and non-aggression. How about that? How about that? It's an amazing <laughs> thing. Yes, property rights and non-aggression. Those are the key things. Um, <laughs> and and which. All, all rights are property rights, right? So exactly. Uh, <laughs> those those are things I I I I don't hate. Like I hear a lot of libertarians in the camps that I tend people I tend to hang out with or whatever, more on the conservative side, and and um will say things like, "Oh, those lefty libertarians." Well, I'm like, you mean people like Gary Chartier <laughs> or you know. Jeffrey Tucker, which a lot of people hate for whatever reason. Um, That's because he dresses well. That's why they hate him. The man, like, I saw a picture of him at Porkfest to come from, like, last year or something. They're at a bonfire. He's in, like, his bow tie and suit. Like, he's in people. No matter where he goes, he's going to dress well. And he's a nice guy. Like, I don't. I've seen it. I've seen him in a T-shirt once, and it was a Bitcoin shirt. Uh, And I'm pretty sure afterwards he put a suit back on. So. (laughs) He probably has like a little bow tie nighttime bow tie thing or like, I don't know if he feels comfortable without it, but he's a super nice guy. And I know a lot of people get involved in personal conflict. 
They've set up, you know, it's like any other kind of cult of personality. There's someone you respect. So you want to carry their water in every situation. And, and when there's conflict with another person, they pick sides. Look, I'm not going to get involved in that. I, I like the man, you know, it's the Cato Institute Mises thing going on. That's been going on time. I'm not going to concern myself with that because I really give two shits. Um, I've got, I've got time for other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've looked at stuff. I mean, I know I've been the benefit of some of the stuff that Cato has done. I really have benefited more than anything from Mises Institute. I think they're doing amazing stuff. Um, and, and the book, like having Lysander Spooner and other books that Molinari that you, you just can't get anywhere else, um, has been an amazing resource. And so I'm not going to attack them or, or any other libertarian source that I've been the beneficiary of. I think some of the things people sometimes do are shitty to each other, but yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to get, in, I, I don't want to get involved in that stuff. Because yeah, um, as, as much as we all fight about it, we all know, hey, Cato releases some good articles sometimes. So does Reason. Yeah. Mises is always going to be a, a good resource for everybody. Yeah. And all three of those entities don't get along with each other at all. So, (laughs) yes. And, and who, I mean, there are reasons for those things and most of it comes down to (gasps) ego trips. So, you know, I mean, and, and ego trips and a whole bunch of butt sharks. Yeah. And and it's not saying that people aren't right sometimes in what they're saying and that someone wronged them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying let's us, the people who, I don't have anything to do with any of those organizations. I'm going to stay out of it. I'm just going to enjoy the information I can get from them yeah. and not, not play those games. I don't know. I, yeah, I'll let somebody else do a research on an economics thing. Cause damn sure I ain't breaking out a calculator to do yeah. any of that crap. <laughs> I know economics is, is great. And I, I remember when I first, like when I became a libertarian and, I started really understanding economics a little better. I'm nowhere near an economist, but, um, and you see that the beautiful invisible hand start to work and you realize that economics is not about math. It's about people and how people work, how society, how people, you know, are incentivized to do things and how that it's a beautiful and incredible process. And not one that I fully understand, but one that I do fully appreciate. So I'm glad that there are people out there willing to. <laughs> That's right. I can read an article and I can cite it and point you in that right in that right direction. But yeah, I'm not going to break out no calcula- calculator <laughs> and start doing some math for you. I was like, okay, no, we all know that uh, well, my minimum is- wage laws will hurt those that it aims to help, yeah, whether and- it be on purpose or not. That's really <laughs> the position I think you and I are in. Like, we need those pointy headed people to do the pointy head <laughs> stuff. Like I love them. I, I have a, a thing for nerds. Like I love smart men. That's <laughs> it looks are secondary to brains in my opinion. And so, um, yeah, there you go. There's a Ms. lot Sherry, of not shallow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, I don't know if it's not shallow. I think it's brains are a turn on. So that's kind of shallow, but, um, <laughs> you know, pretty is great for a little bit yeah pretty last so long before like i've dated guys that were pretty and didn't have much to say and that's like uh, you know hit it and quit and move on like i i gotta have somebody i can talk to y'all so i think 
you and I are in the position where we can popularize the, that material and draw out the the best parts of it in order to help other people understand it so that they can benefit from understanding like price gouging. Price yeah. gouging is not price gouging, right? It's the market working. It actually is a good thing. It helps people, you know, it helps the resources get distributed in the best way in yeah. times of crisis. And it's usually a very short time that that happens. We're not talking right. about fraud, like price gouging as fraud. Like that's a different thing. So yeah. I think, you know, those are things that you and I. And every hurricane season, I go through it down here. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I bet you do. Because yeah, there aren't a whole lot of natural. I can't believe they're charging $2 for a bottle of water. I was like, well. <laughs> the reason you can believe it and you should, and you should not think it's a bad thing is. And so I think that's the position that we're in is that we, we get to have fun with this, be popularizers, talk to people about these, the principles and about why, what they think is true might not be true. Like, you know, the government isn't here to help and they're not here to make your lives easier. Uh, those kinds of things. I, I think that's, um, that's the fun stuff. Like I, that's what I enjoy doing. And, and an economist yeah. would tell you that economics is the fun stuff. Although Bob Murphy is a fun guy and yeah. an economist. So. And it kind of looks like a mushroom. So it's. I did not say that Bob. <laughs> Just make it, make it a, a fun guy joke, but never oh, mind. Oh, fun guy. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have, uh, I have a, quite the uh, plethora of dad jokes. Uh, so, so basically what you're saying is we need to make little red hats that says make Liberty cool again. <laughs> sure. So we can get milkshaked. Mil- oh yeah. That whole thing about the, the cops claiming that the protesters and was it Portland had cement, quick dry cement in the milkshakes they were throwing yeah. at people. Or something. And there's no proof, none whatsoever, but people, so the media ran with it. People are saying, and all the people on the right, they throwing cement at people. They're throwing cement at people. I was like, no, it kind of looked liquid to me. I was watching some of the videos and also in those same videos, you can kind of see the cops just kind of sitting on their hands, not doing much. Right. Yeah. If they were that worried. Yeah. So they took it to a lab. They were able to prove that the strawberry milkshake was actually a uh, quick treat. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Yeah. There was no proof whatsoever. And that's, that's one of the, the, the problems with authority. Authority. Uh, Yeah. Expect my authority. Um, that's one of the problems is that you get someone like a police officer whose word has more weight to most people than just your average person. And that's unfortunate because they lie through their fucking teeth all the time. I mean, just recently, I think a couple day or two ago, I posted a video of two cops who were just upset that this guy was open carrying, which he had every right to do. Yeah. And yeah. they lied. They they actually caught it on video where they're saying, we're going to say that people called and said they saw him in his hand. They saw it in his hand. And yeah. this, well, yeah. like they wanted to cite him because he committed contempt of cop because for one, he knew his fucking rights, which you have to know if you're going to deal with those. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gets it gets pretty crazy. It's like uh, I, I've been stopped by the cops, um, you know, walking down the street. And, uh, well, a lady called in and said that you were messing with their car. And I said, what lady? Yeah. Give me a name. <laughs> nobody, nobody called in. You you saw me. You turned around. You said, 
Oh, right. now I get to mess with somebody. Just as soon as you drove by, you happen to get the call that, yeah, no. Yeah, just at on. the same time? Yeah. And and they'll just, they they can lie to your face. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. they can lie to your face, and they don't have to protect you. They can also plant meth in your car. Ah, yes. The old meth planting. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a, a video from a year or two ago now where there's some cops. They don't realize, I guess, I don't know who had the like their phone on either the guy that was being arrested or someone stand a bystander, but they actually caught the cop throwing drugs at the scene. Yeah. That was uh, actually uh, a good use of the body cam Yeah, because he thought he had turned it off and he didn't. Cause you know, you know how those cops can turn off their body cams, right? Right. Which is what you want. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Nine cops standing around and all of their uh, cams uh, malfunction at the same time. Right. Or they just don't happen to catch the video of the woman shooting yeah. herself in the head after she had been cuffed with her hands behind her back, back. and then slipping yeah. back into like what? Like uh, it's it's ridiculous. And um, the but you know when that that story about the woman who had been cuffed with her hands behind her back and then shot herself. Um, in the mouth. In the yeah, mouth. Yeah. People, there there was a guy making it. I've seen people slip out of handcuffs. Oh, you have, have you? You've seen women slip out of handcuffs. Um, I was like, number and, one, you've never been handcuffed by an overzealous cop. Right. I've, I've seen people who have gotten their wrists broken. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> of how tight they clamp those things on there. And so, so okay, she slipped out of the cuffs. And then where'd she get the gun then? Like, yeah. there, there's so many things. Like, you have to be, you have to try to make like make excuses for these people. And it's just, it's, it's really twisted and sick. And it is sort of a like Stockholm syndrome esque type, uh, love of the overlord and love of the masters. And, and I remember a few years ago, this was probably 20 years ago. Now that's how old, so but old. it was a few years ago in your mind. Yeah. In my mind, it was yesterday. I was living in Colorado <laughs> and I was in a bookstore and the and year it- was 1986. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a child in the 80s. <laughs> Um, same here, same here. I was, there was this book that came out that was making the claim from all these sources, right? And, and proof, as they said, that the slaves loved their slavery. Basically, I, I, I kid you not that they, they liked being cared for. This is the, not my opinion. This yeah. is the author's opinion. And he had all these, um, you know, and I'm letters. sure he cited a bunch of first sources, like, letters oh, yeah. and he did he had letters that were written to um like the slave owners from after like letters by people who generally couldn't read which i thought was really interesting um yeah. he must have had somebody i, I mean they I, people did that back then they would have people write letters for them but um telling them how much they missed them and blah blah, blah. and then people who the slaves stuck around and took care of their masters as they got older things like that and i'm thinking this is not proof that those people yeah, actually enjoyed what was happening to them. Right. This is proof that they were so damaged by it that they it's called some Stockholm of them, Syndrome. Yeah. yeah, not all of them, because a lot of yeah. them were like, "Fuck yeah, it's like fuck this, I'm out of here." Right. But the ones who stayed, it doesn't mean that they their life was actually good. What it means is they broke those people. That's exactly. what it means. It's terribly sad. So it's the same thing we have with all these bubbas that run around with. 
you know, the American flag and they don't tread on me in the thin blue line and, you know, come and take it. Like uh, they're so confused. They got schizophrenia y'all. And it's, it's state induced schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. I, I got one at a gas station once cause uh, I have a taxation is theft uh, bumper sticker and uh, he got so incensed by that. Of course he was also a uh, LA DOTD employee. So go figure. And uh, on his truck, he had the uh, the thin blue line Punisher skull right oh. next to a Malone LeBay uh, Spartan helmet and a Gadsden flag, all in the same thing. And he was like, oh, you see that? You see that? I, I support the cops and cops are paid for by taxes. And I was like, yeah, and you also have a, uh, a Malone LeBay, which means come and take it, which right. got it started right. in the uh, Peloponnesian War with the Greeks. And right. uh, who do you think is going to come and take it? Right. It's well, going to be them well, Nancy, Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's going to... I was like, no, no, no. Nancy Pelosi's not coming yeah. to your house. And, and guess what? The cops Some overweight woman with Pelosi. purple hair is not coming to your right, house. exactly. The, 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 the cops work for Nancy Pelosi just as much as they work for yes. anybody on the right. Like, that's what... It, it doesn't... Yeah, my, and then my, I got... Uh, then I got the, oh, those good old boys wouldn't do that. I said, no, the good old boys that you know won't do that. The ones from New Orleans will because they don't care about you. And you know what? The ones, the good old boys that you, the cops that you know would do it because they're just more, doing my job. They're more committed to the fraternity of the blue than they are to you. Like that's the thing. They don't care about you and your rights. Like there there might be a couple who are risk getting shot in the back by their brothers in blue. Uh, yeah. but most of them are not gonna do that because they're they, they guess what? They train for that every day. Every yes. time that their their cop buddy does something they know is wrong, like uh try to arrest somebody on the side of the road for carrying their legal weapon in a legal way. Yeah. Um, that uh, every time they do that, they're training for that day when they're going to come and take it. Yes. That's the training. And it's, it happens every day. So I, 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 it's amazing to me, the fear, like the left has this terrible, I hate to say left and right, but that's what people understand. Like the, the progressive. Yeah. Sometimes you have to talk in the false paradigm. Sometimes right. you do. It, the, the progressives, they, they are so afraid of hate that they go full tyrant. And the right is so afraid of anti-authority that they go full tyrant. And, and, and the thing that they don't realize, like I'm always telling my friend Grant, because he, he's under this impression that the two parties are just diverging so far that they're never going to be able to come together. Look, I was like, they no, are. they're actually quite together. They call it the horseshoe effect. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the exact same thing. the The problem is, is that when it comes to what really matters, which are your property rights and force, they agree completely. They yeah. don't mind busting down your door and pointing M16s at your children because you smoked a little weed. Like they they don't care about doing that one whit. It gives them like these psychopaths in the in the that are police. It gives them an opportunity to act out their violence upon people and know right. they can get away with it. So Yeah, because they have qualified immunity. They, they have to, gotten away with it. Yeah. No, nothing makes me more angry. Like, well, I don't say that. But one of the things that makes me more so angry, and I see it around here all the time, too, is that Punisher sticker with the thin blue line. I'm like, you yes. motherfuckers, this person was a vigilante, and you are claiming to stand for the law and what's legal, and yet you're telling us right now you're a piece of shit who would shoot somebody in the face because you thought it was the thing you wanted to do. Right. I mean, uh, it, they make me so insane. And... 
<laughs> just this whole idea that they they talk about snowflakes. People on the right talk about snowflakes all the time, but they are the biggest fucking snowflakes ever. Because if you challenge their authority one whit, then you're yeah. all of a sudden you don't deserve to be here. You deserve to be hung for treason. You deserve oh, yeah. to be, you know, get your citizenship taken away. Oh, threaten <laughs> me with a good time, like. <laughs> Yeah, give me the ten thousand bucks it takes to leave the country, you know, to to actually get rid of my citizenship, and I'll do that. But um, I was like, you gonna waive that exit tax? Right, exactly. So, and if you don't, if you just leave, guess what? They expect you to pay your taxes, whether you ever live here again or not. Yeah. So, um, it ain't about what they say it's about. It's about revenue generation. It's about them getting to enact their violence against people. Yeah. And this is the other thing. Like when you say all cops are bastards, because they yes. are, yeah. um, that's not saying, like I've had to explain this to some people, that's not saying that every cop individually as a person is a bastard. Now, there's a really high incidence of domestic violence, y'all, but that's for another day. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I, my dear friend is a cop and I love him, but he knows I hate his job. We've had conflict I'm, about this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> but um so so that doesn't mean I think he's a terrible person. I think he is doing something wrong by being a cop and throwing in jail people in jail for something that he, people he knows do. Um right. like smoke weed. Uh and I also think that staying silent about those things, that's what makes every cop a bastard. Because, for yes. one, any cop who stands up against other cops and says, like, there's there's a guy in the Libertarian Party here who used to be a sheriff's deputy who arrested the sheriff of his county because he was driving drunk. Guess what? He got fired. The, yeah. the video of the lady cop out in Florida or somewhere, I forget where she was, she arrested another cop for speeding, she pulled him over. She got fired. Yeah, that happened down they're in no Miami. longer cops. Yeah. yeah, so they're no longer cops. So they're not bastards. They actually stood up for them. But that thin blue line that you think is about between the police standing between you and the bad guys, it's not. It's about them standing against you. That's yes. the thin blue line. It's about them protecting their racket because they're a violent street gang. If you took away all the police insignia, the shiny badge, the authoritarianism, whatever, if you just talked about them <clears throat> like, some family was on their way and um, uh, the the Goodwill people that work there, there's a gang that good or not Goodwill, the Dollar General um, went and they, they took this family and they terrorized them and they aimed machine guns at the little girl and they, the pregnant woman. Um, oh, is this the little girl who uh, took the Barbie doll or whatever? Yeah, she accidentally, she took a doll out of a store. Yeah. That happened to me when I was a kid. My mom, I remember one time we got out to the parking lot and I had a toy that I had been playing with in the store. She didn't realize this was before, you know, detectors and all that. And so yeah, yeah. we went back in the store and she explained to me, like, you can't, we have to pay money for these things and you can't just yeah. take it. Like, I didn't, I didn't know I was even stealing. I just was playing with a toy. It was just impulse control that all kids have a problem with. Yeah. yeah. If those people wanted to steal something or putting their daughter up to stealing something, don't you think they'd have done something a little bit more valuable? Like... Like an aluminum foil in a shopping bag? <laughs> oh no, is that one too? Yeah, yeah, I was a security guard. That was, that was one way to defeat the little uh, tag detector. He's put aluminum foil down in a shopping bag and then it can't read it. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, they terrorized this family. Yeah. 
And they, I mean, like they were telling them they're going to murder them in front of their children. They were, we're going to shoot you. And as the woman is explaining, the door doesn't work. I can't get out. Like they don't want to hear your explanations. They want to be violent against you. Once that flip is switched, that's what they want. They know they can, they know they can watch a person drown and get 10 days in jail. And if you think that's okay, I I would love for you to volunteer your son or daughter to go spend some time with the cops. Like, go spend some time (laughs) in police custody, not in one of their little fucking indoctrination, young police programs, whatever the fuck those are. Explorer program, yeah. Exactly. Not not one of those. One of the, like, be in the real shit. Be, be, let them go commit a minor offense and see what happens. Yeah, that's just the thing, though. They haven't experienced that yet. And the day that that happens... Katie bar the door. Yeah, no kidding. And it's too late then. It is too late once your children are already in the system. It's too late. You're done for. Even if you, it's just a minor infraction. Once you have one incident with the police where you've actually been arrested, every fucking time after that, that they pull you over or anything, it's going to be more harassment because it could just be that you're speeding down the road and you get pulled over, but they see that you've been arrested once and oh my goodness, they're going to call out the dogs. They're going to they're going to make sure they get their money's worth out of this stop. So yeah. me as a bougie white woman in West Knoxville, I don't I don't worry about the cops. Like I, they ain't in my neighborhood trying to find people. They're trying to protect property because you know, it's the good part of town. And so, yeah. but if you're brown, especially, and that shit happens to you. Watch what happens to these people. Like, you cannot tell me that it's okay for them to harass and torture and torment a family like that. Like, and what do you think those kids are going to grow up to be? Like, you think they should grow up to respect the cops when they fucking pointed guns at them and threatened them with their, you know, made them fear for their lives, made them fear for their mom and dad's lives? Like, how, what kind of fucking sick person are you? You're twisted and you're vile if you don't understand the impact of that. And if you cared two shits about cops, you would care about police corruption. But they don't yeah. care about that. They care about authority and they care about you obeying because they have no idea, you know, the fourth is in a couple days. The founding fathers would hate you motherfuckers. They think you're vile. They would be spinning in their graves because you are disgusting. You're the kind of people that they were running from, not towards. They didn't want yes. the weakness that you are. Pieces of shit that couldn't stand. Like, do you stand for anything? You only stand for the flag. That's what you stand for. You stand for your magic cloth and your magic songs, and you don't understand one fucking thing about them. No. Yeah. All right. Well, I think before you get too worked up and start punching that bookcase behind you. <laughs> I'm drunk and filling my water. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, go ahead and uh, give your uh, plugs, uh, Miss Sherry. Oh, well, I you can find me on Facebook. I'm always on there. Um, yes, uh, Sherry yes, Voluntary are. Show, Sherry Voluntary. I know, you know, I've actually pulled way back and I don't really comment as much. I don't get involved in groups as much anymore. Um, it'll, it'll drive you nuts. But uh, <laughs> so that there's that. I'm on Twitter at Sherry Voluntary. Um, I'm also on Minds and MeWe. I'm trying to get on them more. I haven't been getting on there. I don't hardly get on Twitter that much either. Um, so I do the yeah. Sherry Voluntary show. You can catch it on all the platforms, all the stuff. Twitter, or not Twitter, um, TuneIn, iTunes, 
SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that stuff. Um, and yes. then postcards from Somalia, same yes. deal. That's the other one with uh, Mr. Alan Moseley. Yeah, Mr. Alan Moseley, yeah, uh, Alan Moseley. Um, and uh, he also does the Gold Standard. And you should check that out. It's a great show. Yes, too. you should. So, Sportball too. Mahari. I, I yeah. caught a couple of episodes of Sportball. So Sportball is good. You know, I he and Alan Mosley and Mike Meharry do sports ball together and I'm not a sports fan and I've, I've laughed at the show. Like it's made me laugh. Um, it doesn't make me want to follow sports anymore, but it, it's, yeah. it's a good show, especially if you're it's, into sports. And then Mike yes, Meharry, it really should be what ESPN should be, but it's, uh, but it's not right. But yeah. It, it, um, Mike Meharry, who is also with the 10th amendment center, of course, and chef gold yes. that you guys, I'm sure most people know. Um, he also is in our little group of Little L Productions, is what we call it. And uh, he does a show called um, Godarchy. I always want to say yes. God and Friends now. Uh, Godarchy. And uh, it's a fantastic show. And I think, I mean, if you can only watch one, as much as I'd love you to watch my show. Of course. I think, especially if you're not a Christian, and you need to be familiar with the Christian arguments in this country, because Christostatism is what most people are. They're statists who think they're Christians. And yeah. not real Christians like Mike Meharry, who actually... Yeah, I have seen the uh, the Blue Line Cross, which will just make you want to smash a window. And I, I love that saying, too, that the only two people have ever died for you. The American soldier died for your rights, and Jesus died for your soul. I'm like, what uh, fucking blasphemy is that? Like, if, if you're a Christian and you're spouting that shit, good luck to you. That's all barf. I'm saying. Like, it's, barf. It is barf. It's total barf. Barf. And so, um, I would... I would recommend everyone really watch that show or listen to it because um, Mike, he does a fantastic job. 80, 85% of people in the country identify as Christians. And so, um, you know, those arguments are important to understand whether you are one or not, you should probably understand them. So yeah, because if you weren't, then you definitely know people who are. And then uh, the non-aggression should be very easy because it's basically the golden rule. (laughs) You know, property rights is another thing, and you should be able to have those discussions with your friends who are like uber Catholic or uber Protestant or whatever. But um, yeah, so you definitely need to be made aware of it. I sort of see the golden rule and the non-aggression principle as two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I sort of see like a lot of people say, well, the the non-aggression principle is just the golden rule, and I, I don't think that's true. Not, I, I get not completely. They're adjacent. I, yeah. I think the the non-aggression principle tells you what you shouldn't do, and the the golden rule tells you what you should do. Right. So those are those are the things, and so I, I think together they make a beautiful like Legos. They just click right together, and it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, yeah I I don't really um think they're exactly the same thing. But yeah, not exactly the same thing. But they they dovetail rather nicely. So yeah, beautifully. All right. Well, I think that's going to call it to an end to Rebel with the Cause. Miss Sherry, thank you very much. Uh, we didn't quite go two hours, so you didn't beat the record. What? <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was beating a record here. I, well, see, though, now that I've been on, yes. I have the record for most time on your show, though. Right? Yes. Cause, well, actually, I think the last episode that you did was an hour 20. This one was an hour 20. So that's two hours and 40 minutes of Sherry Voluntary on Rebel with a Cause. So <laughs> Sherry Voluntary. Yeah, but not enough. Go. My show. <laughs> 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 or listen, whatever you prefer. Yes. Yes, quite. 
All right, Miss Sherry. Have a great night. I'll try to get you riled up again about cops another time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anytime, Eric. Thank you. (laughs) All right, you're welcome. And we're out.